You're listening to Money Making Mothers with Carla Edwards, where we discuss the highs and lows of being a working parent, how to master the art of spinning plates, and remind ourselves that just because you became a mother does not mean your dreams no longer exist. You can have it all. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Money Making Mothers where I'm joined by Frankie Kane who is a new mother, she's running a salon and she is just real. She uses humour to get through highs and lows and just very honest and really, really funny. I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Hello, I'm Frankie Kane, I'm 29 years old, mother of one seven-month-old baby girl, Clarice. Um, I'm married, my husband works away and I own a hairdressing salon, hair and beauty salon um, with my best friend. We've had it for two years um, and I've just been flitting between running a business and having a baby. Brilliant. Well, welcome on and I'm buzzing to have you because you've got a little ickle baby. So you're mm-hmm. through the new motherhood and running the business as well so it's going to be really good for people who have just had a baby and gone through yeah. stages so how you first how you found it like being a mum uh so different than what I thought I knew it was going to be hard I didn't realize it was going to be as hard as this I knew it was going to be lovely and I didn't realize it was going to be as bloody lovely as this yeah it's, so it's like the best and hardest job ever isn't it yeah it's a uh, it's much more tiring than people say as well. Yeah. Like exhausting. Um, so what I want to talk about is obviously is how you've managed to juggle being a mom, especially with you being a new mom and still run a business. So firstly, why do you do what you do? What's brought you to, why did you begin the business and, and how have you found doing it since you began? So I started hairdressing when I was 16 Um, When I was at school, I worked in a salon from when I was 14. I just always wanted to be a hairdresser. When I was a kid, I never thought about being a salon owner. I thought about being a hairdresser because I liked it. I liked being in a salon, chatting to women and all all that kind of thing. And then um, as time went on, I realized that I wasn't making very much money and things that, that my bosses were doing I was thinking oh that's good and wanting I wanted to do it I wanted to tell people why don't we do it like this and why don't we do it like that but you can't if you're not in charge and then um me and my best friend always used to say me and Sean would say let's start a business let's do when we do our salon when we win the lottery and make our salon and then it got to the point where we were like well why not why don't we do the salon and it was this pipe dream and it just snowballed and it just became this reality and it, and it really is like the hands down the best thing I've ever ever done is it until I had the baby yeah. it's the second best thing I've ever done <laughs> <laughs> so where did you grow your balls from then to do it because it must have took some balls to take that jump we hammed each other up me and Sean um we but both oh, don't get confused you've got two Sean's is that right oh yeah so I've got a husband Sean and I've got my best friend Sean Um, and yeah I've got two Sean's Um, so my best friend Sean I've known longer than my husband Sean Um, and I won't say he's my favourite but you know um, he gives me less jip 
Uh, yeah, so me and Sean, Matt, work Sean. Um, we just egged each other on, like, we can do it, we can do it. And he had times when he was like, I don't do it anymore, I don't do it anymore. And I was the one egging him on. And then um, when we opened, we were both, we had, like, major, major anxiety. Um, but it was just, it just had to be done. We just talked about it and talked about it. And I just had this nagging thing. And um, I'd just got married and like my husband works away. So it was kind of like, do we want kids yet? No, we don't. But I, but there was something I wanted. And I think it was just a piece of something for myself. I mean, you know, my husband's got a good job and, and we're really lucky in that respect. But there's something in having something for yourself. Oh, yeah, a million percent. And something for you that makes you, you and you proud. Yeah. yeah. And I think loads of women feel like that, don't they? Yeah, but it's a, it is like honestly, I don't think people say it enough. It is a massive jump to go from being employed to self-employed. Like yeah. stress and like you said, anxiety of going, yeah. like, I'm gonna like piss off and leave a job where I know yeah. I'm paid every week or every yeah. month, guaranteed, to literally go and take a chance on me being a success. And you, yeah. you're left with this is on you now. Like that's yeah on you and that was the thing like when we started that was one thing that we both said no help from anybody you know no help from spouses or anything like that we're doing this this is our baby this is our thing they don't get involved in it financially or with their advice or their input or their opinions like this is our thing and we're doing it um but it was you know if it had all gone tits up I think I would have been really embarrassed yeah like you know I started that business and then it didn't work but per, for a person you know that's your ego isn't it but for a personal thing per, from a personal perspective like heartbroken because it's like a direct representation of you isn't it it's it's a it's a piece of you so if it fails you failed um but if if you don't try you're never ever gonna know are you and it's always gonna nag you always, uh, one thing I live by is I'd rather regret something I've tried than regret yeah, Definitely. And, and do you know what? I have absolutely no regrets. Yeah. So that says more, doesn't it? It says something more. And is it doing well then? So how did it, how did it go with, like, in terms of being brand new? And you were quite young. How old were you when you said you were? I was 20, uh, was I 28? I'm nearly 30 now. No, I must have been 27. 27 when we started it. Really young to like leave and, and start afresh. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe that was what I had. Maybe that was a thing going for me. You know, like I was a bit naive. I don't know. And we just, you know, we just went for it. Um, we opened a small salon um, with enough stations for me and Sean. And we took on an apprentice who's still with us now. She's actually going just about to be qualified. Um, and then. Very, very quickly, we realised we needed more space. We couldn't fit people in. So in the October, our landlord, who we leased the property off, came to us and said, oh, so-and-so's leaving two doors up. That's become available. Um, you know, I wonder who will get in there. And I was like, oh, well, we need to move. We need, to, we need a bigger space. We need more sections. And he was like... Well, come and have a look at it. Anyway, it had a beauty room and it was just something, it just felt right. And we, we just moved over we, and we opened that 
so we opened the salon in June and then we opened the new salon, Canaan Fellow 2.0, at Christmas in December. And then, you know, it was more, it cost more money and it, we, we had to refurb a whole new salon. We needed more equipment, more stuff, more stylists. But that was, you know, it was just a natural evolution. And did it, has it paid off? Has it been? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. So now we've got um, BA Beauty, which is the beauty room. And Bethan's our beauty therapist. She does facials, nails, massage, all those kinds of things. Um, and we've got one, two, and another stylist. Yeah, so there's six of us all together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was just you two, like what? Yeah. Years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. So when, obviously, I know you said there that you you didn't know when you were going to be having a baby and then you wanted something for you. But when you think, right, did you plan to have a baby or was it just like, whoa, I'm pregnant? What we said was, because obviously um, it's just something all women want to do one day, isn't it? You know, or most women do. Um, And it was kind of like, oh, when we have a baby, when we have a baby... And then um, it suddenly just, it, it felt like, oh, I can't yet, I can't yet, because I've opened the salon, I can't yet, I can't yet. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, actually, you know, we've got staff now and, we, and the salon's up and running and we've found our little groove and we're, and we're sort of, you know, picking up speed. And now is the time where it's actually, um, I wouldn't say self-sufficient, but it, but it almost runs itself. You know, yeah. everybody's happy. We've got a good little balance. And um, it, I said, when it's been open two years, we'll start trying. And then I was one of those really lucky, annoying people that fell on the first try. So yeah. when that happened, I mean, I've got friends who've, who that hasn't happened for. Um, so I don't, I don't say that I felt, um, you know, it was, I felt, oh my God, I didn't expect it. Yeah. You know, I thought it'd take a long, long time. And then I was like, are we ready? Am I ready? What have I done? And then actually, as it turns out, I highly recommend it. As long as you feel that you can, you know, your business can keep going and you can you can confidently carry on. It was the best, yeah, the best time. The timing was perfect. Yeah. And, and, and in fairness, there's never going to be, when you plan no. it, baby, there's never going to be a perfect time. No. Like, Every time people, which is why a lot of babies aren't actually officially planned because yeah. when you want to sit and plan a baby, it, there's always a reason why, oh, well, this and it's like, ah, I, I was this, I was similar. We, for, for my little girl for our third, I um, had the coil removed the week before my wedding because I was like, right, it'll give me a few months. I was getting, my friend was getting married in the April. Yeah. I was made it broad. So it's like, yeah. give me months I might be pregnant for Chelsea's wedding but it'll be all right I can go tea with yeah. that I'm older went on my honeymoon came back pregnant <laughs> this is like, it isn't it like oh my god and I missed the wedding and, and I didn't <laughs> I had the baby seven days before she got married but it's like you don't expect it to happen that quickly but when it does at the end of the day there's never going to be a perfect time of a baby no, there's always something isn't there yeah there is always something so how have you found juggling, like, being a new mum and work? Um, now, lockdown, K- 
came at a really funny time for us. So it's kind of bought me that maternity leave because the salon was shut from March up until July. And that bought me that time to switch off from it completely. So I feel really lucky in that respect. I'm taking that as a positive thing to come out of lockdown um, in that I really could just switch off and not have to think about it. Um, but when everything started up again, it meant it was all hands on deck and we had to really, really be prepared um, and really, really squeeze all those clients in um, who's, been, who's missed out. Um, and then it's happening again. You know, we open in December and we've got to get all those Christmas clients in in three weeks, basically. Um, when it did reopen, like when it went and it did reopen after you'd had your yeah. time baby how what was that like trying to because does he work out your husband works away so how did you yeah. find like, baby work getting everything done so I was breastfeeding up until six months and she would not take a bottle so she wouldn't go to anyone um she couldn't go to anyone longer than so like say four hours because I was petrified that she was going to starve so um that put a lot of stress on things um and I was really dreading it. I was really frightened of, like, you know, what if I go back to work and then she starves? Yeah. Um, and she was point blank refusing. <laughs> but you find, if you leave that baby and a bottle, she'll get to a point and she will take that bottle because you're not there. Oh. Um, when I, so when I, when I went back to work, I was not going to, like, dreading it. I was dreading leaving her. How could anybody know what to do with a baby but me? You know, no one else has had a baby but me. I've only I know what she wants and she likes and this cry and that cry. And um, I mean, luckily, my mother-in-law is really, really good. And she sees a lot of her. So it, it is, you know, they have got a little thing going on. So I felt confident that she was going to do everything the way I like it and all that. Yeah. When I did my first day back at work, oh, my God, I felt like I'd been on a night out. I was like full of beans. I'd been chatting to everyone and seeing people and I didn't have to think about bottle times and what am I doing? And when was the last nappy and this, that and the other and the nap time and it's so many hours after the feed and yeah. you was, I talked about, yeah. And like I got a bit of myself back and honestly, Sean had put this playlist on, this 90s playlist on in the salon and I was bopping around and, and then when I finished... I sat and had a drink before I went home because I just felt like, oh, I'm not ready. I still want to be me a little bit longer. And I, I've been dreading it and dreading it and dreading it. This like full day, this nine to five of leaving it. And then when I got there, I was like, this is amazing. So, and then my friends who have gone back to work after maternity have said the same. So I would say, that's one thing I would say is, it's not as bad as you think. You know, you dread it and then it happens and you're like, oh, quite like that. Yeah, because it's like, let's be honest, The hat, I, hat, I say it quite a lot in these interviews, hats off to any mother who's full-time, hats off to 100%, you. 100%, yeah. One million percent, I could not do it. I tried yeah. to like, like my, when, my, when he worked away and I was on maternity, I had a newborn and two kids and I, yeah. God, I nearly went insane. I went, yeah, yeah. I don't love being a mum, I absolutely love being a mum. But you get to a point where, like you've just said there, you actually forget what being a normal person is and you're yeah. programmed like a robot to just be mum. Yeah. 
what being you is. That you literally lose yourself. This is it. And being... sorting out my wardrobe for my clothes. Oh, what clothes am I going to wear for work? Because I've been wearing the same leggings every day for seven months. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. My maternity leggings did the journey even after mm-hmm. maternity. Like, oh, I've been to wine, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was still rocking in mine when Alba was like six months old because it was like still clusters needed these because I don't yeah. need to wear <laughs> Essential. But yeah, like definitely go- going back to work, like if you, if you love, I'm a big believer in if you love what you're doing. Yeah work isn't work mm. like you're doing something you're passionate about when you love it so it's like a buzz so. i don't even think you have to love what you do you just have to have someone who's a bit sounder in your office or whatever don't you like if you're surrounded by people who you can't relate to you're gonna absolutely hate life aren't you yeah, definitely and would you say that like once you get back into the swing of things and once you you cut the cut the umbilical cord and and you know you take the leap yeah is it not as bad as it seems Oh my God, I loved it. I just, I can't stress to you how I'm so excited to go back because I know she's going to be safe, well looked after. She absolutely loves the people who are going to be looking after her. I'm going to put her in nursery one day a week. I think that's really good for her to spend time with kids her own age, teach her she's not the only baby in the world. And, you know, but however you're going to get your childcare, whether your mum's doing it or your friend or you doing a nursery or childmind or your husband whatever just have a bit that bit of time I, like I, I feel like I'm talking to my old self like like I totally lost that part of me and I, I even things on Instagram I didn't know what to post that wasn't about the baby you know what I mean and then once I'd had that day at work I thought oh my god you know like I just felt so much like my old self and I think, don't get me wrong, I can't stress enough, I was dreading it. And then once I did it, I, I'm really looking forward to it. To, then that second lockdown was announced and I was like gutted. Um, I'm just, I just think, because I'm only going to do three days in the salon and then the rest will be, you know, admin's ongoing, you never switch off from admin. Um, it's just lovely to have that time where it is just for you. Yeah. And obviously with you running it as well, you, you've been even though you've been technically off, you've still yeah. been doing the actual back work and the groundwork yeah. well on, like, yeah. do. That's an ongoing job in itself. So, like... The wages and the social media and the accounts and the tax and things, those have obviously still been going on um, behind the scenes, behind lockdown and behind, you know, maternity leave and stuff like that. I mean, when I was in the hospital having the baby, I was still doing things I think in the, was it the night before I did the stock and and things like that you know I've done you can't turn those things off yeah it'd be like a full-time 24-hour job isn't it when you run your own business yeah because you can't switch off from it can you and much as like I mean the girls luckily are brilliant our team is really really good um so I can really not look at the appointment book and just know that they're doing all that side of things but I still need to order the, the colours and the things for them to use. And you, you're always going to worry about it, aren't you? It's your baby. So into, I want to ask about the Insta because I really like your Instagram. <laughs> so did you set out for it to be like it is in terms of like, it's almost like a bit of a blog, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So no, I didn't start out like that. It started out because I was going travelling with my two best mates. I didn't even have Facebook at the time. And um, I made an Instagram to 
record, you know, like a diary for, for this year around the world that we were doing. And then as time went on, I just would post things. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love a selfie. But, and I love a filter and all the rest. But um, as time went on, I just started doing more honest stuff. And I think, you know, we're, if we're all a little bit more open and honest about stuff, it, but it's having the confidence to do that, isn't it? And, the, you know, daft things will get a laugh and I'd think, oh, actually, that's a bit relatable then, isn't it? And then when I was pregnant and I was just full of water retention and, like, got really big and eating all the crap that I was eating and I was thinking, God, other people are, like, eating the five a day and, you know, they're being really healthy and here's me. I've had McDonald's and Greg's for breakfast every day of my pregnancy and, you know, as long as I'm taking my folic acid, surely it'll be all right. And then, yeah, I just think, you know, like, she, she is, she's my absolute world. But sometimes they're really annoying, aren't they? Yeah. And, like, sometimes you do want a bloody break. Um, so, yeah, then once, so through pregnancy, I think my Instagram started to change a little bit to, like, because I had changed. And then once I had her, it changed again because it's all accounts of, like, this is real, isn't it? This is real parenting and motherhood and... Sometimes they're getting on your nerves and sometimes you just want them to go to sleep. And yeah. sometimes you've got shit on your clothes and they've been sick. On one, there was one in particular I love from Holiday. You did a post on Holiday. Oh, yeah. I thought, oh my God, I can totally relate to that. Like, wow. Yeah. Because that's another thing, my captions, before it would be like, out with the girls and da-da-da, which is fine and great isn't it because I love to see other people's out with the girls pictures because what they're wearing and where they've been and where they're going and who are they with and how's the hair and but then as time's gone on yeah I've started to write these like a blog yeah you did write like a blog and I don't know when that started happening um and at the minute it's really funny because I do loads of stories but I never hardly talk in my stories because I feel really self-conscious but I've got so much to say so at the minute, I've just started using cloth nappies, reusable nappies. Now, if you'd have said to me six months ago, even after I'd had the baby, that um, about cloth nappies, I'd be like, I'm not washing shit through my washing machine. But there's so much to know about it, right? It can be as hard or as easy as you make it. And I'm, I know it's coming, and I'm going to do this big post about cloth nappies. But I can't bring myself to talk on my stories. Like, and it's so funny, isn't it? Oh my god, just do it. I know. I'm right. Every single person, like I do videos and I know that probably 90% of the people watching them are either cringing, taking the piss, <laughs> or think what the hell are you doing? But yeah. Yes. Really. Yeah, yeah. You're dead right. Who with matters will be supportive. Yeah. We'll 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 give you like good feedback and I'll just listen and say, Go you, like well done for being brave and doing that. I do feel like it's like a final hurdle <laughs> to throw myself in because why not? You know, maybe it's the Teesside accent, I don't know. But yeah. I, I <laughs> wept I'm from Emo. Like if I can do it on this, you can do it. Like your accent is nowhere near as bad as mine. Like just at the end of the day, just be you. The reason that yeah. people and the reason people are like me I don't know you I looked at your Instagram and I liked it because I knew it was relatable like yeah I wanted you to come on because I know there'll be many women out there who can relate to you and it's because you're just being yourself so get mm -hmm. the camera just record yourself and if anyone doesn't like it then 
screw them. Like, right, I'm doing it while well. I've got my makeup on. I'm going to do it today. I'm sorry for the audio that we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'll, that's it. I'll do it. Please do it, and I will. I will support it. So you've got one fan already. <laughs> um, this one will be a bit hard for you to answer. I think maybe it might not be. It doesn't have to be work related, but right. I want to be honest and say. What has been the most difficult time of the journey for you so far? Of motherhood? Of motherhood, working, you as a person, just even if it's just a personal thing, like what has been the biggest thing that you've had to go through for you? Oh my God. Do you know what the hardest thing is? Having a poo after you've given birth. Oh my God. (laughs) That nobody told me like how you'd feel down there for six weeks Did like you? yeah so oh. i went into labor well i was induced and blah 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 i was in labor for th- it was three days then they sat in the other and it wasn't happening and eventually i could i could push and i thought this is it i've made it i've, I've got to this point and in about 20 minutes she'll be out or he'll be out we didn't know what we were having and it'll all be over Anyway, that didn't happen. She got stuck. They had to give me an episiotomy and forceps. So an episiotomy is you I cut from front to back. Clue. What's that? Yeah. So they cut you from front to back. And I think a little bit to the side yeah. <laughs> well. Oh, you poor thing. I know, I know. And I didn't really know what an episiotomy was, even though I signed for it in the hospital. I signed to have an episiotomy in the forceps and blah, blah, blah. And then pushed her out and they pulled and it, she out she came and it was a girl and I really wanted a girl really really wanted a girl so I was just so so happy Sean was crying I was crying you know she's all right she's here finally it's over and it's done and then um they said right we're just gonna stitch you and I, I went oh I have a tour um and yeah like, I just didn't know. No. You haven't taught. <laughs> no, you haven't taught. You, you were open, girl. <laughs> so, after that, they, st- they stitched me back together. And um, I came home. I cried all the way home. I was just so relieved because it, because it was in lockdown. Sean had to leave before she was even two hours old. Mm. And I had to stay in for 24 hours because she'd had fo- I'd had forceps and stitches and what have you. So... When he finally picked me up, she was over 24 hours old and I'd, I'd just cried in that hospital. I just felt like I couldn't enjoy her without Sean there. To, like, this is husband Sean we're on now, yeah. not work Sean. Although it, it is like a three, three-man relationship. Um, so when, I got, when Sean picked me up, I was just so relieved that he, could, he, he was with her now and that was it and, you know... And I thought, right, now it's done. Now it's, we can just go home and be a family. And then I stood up off the bed and I've never felt pain like it. And waddling from that hospital bed to that car was hell. And Sean's there, like, get a picture of me, get the picture of me carrying the baby seat out into the car, get that going home picture. And I was going, I can't, I can't walk, I can't walk. It was horrendous. Got into the car, got halfway home, and the hospital rang me. They hadn't given me an injection. We had to go back. Oh. So I sobbed all the way back. And then 
those first few days, I was trying to get her to latch on. She wasn't latching on because I'd had an episiotomy. And so she was really drowsy and I was petrified that she's not feeding, she's not feeding, and I really want to feed her myself. And, da, 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 da. and nobody was with me apart from obviously Sean, but nobody was allowed in the house. It was locked down. We were terrified of Corona. And I, I felt really, really what the fuck is this? What is, what are we doing? What if, what if, you know, how do we keep her alive? Yeah, what if she breaks? Like, how, who's let me come home with this baby with no help? And then, um, yeah, for six, for six weeks, every time I stood up for more than about five minutes, I had this overwhelming sensation to sit down like this real pressure. And nobody told me that I wasn't going to feel myself again down there for six weeks it was a mess nobody tells you that nobody talks about the state you're going to be in no they don't it's just like go on get in get out and then oh yeah that way you're now fully open enjoy yeah Yeah. and like i just now when i see girls have had a baby on instagram i message them listen if you need this stool softener it's breastfeeding fondly and da, da, da. hold the front while you mm. and like i try and how are you feeling down there i felt normal after six weeks because i just feel like because we don't talk about it enough because you know i would have never have talked about it before and before i had a baby if i seen a girl talking about it i'd have been like oh shut up do we really need to know but now i look for those like there's an account on instagram motherhood uncensored and it really helps me because you see people and they're not in all the glory and there's nothing more refreshing than seeing a girl in a maternity knickers holding a newborn baby looking real is there no i'm i'm fully fully behind you on that like a million percent like mm-hmm. it, nobody actually does give you the shitty side of it like don't get me wrong you hear the scary story yeah. but the reality is that is real life even someone yeah. who's just a slight tear or yeah. a little cut you had like yeah. a really bad or a section you yeah. know like my friends that have had sections that's not a bloody walk in the park the park it's a major major operation and people think it's the easy way out don't they and it's bloody not is it you know like it's it's a huge huge procedure you're being cut open you know and it's it's a long road to recovery I, d- I just think there's no easy way of doing it but it's bloody worth it isn't it Maybe you should start speaking about that a bit more yeah definitely i mean the other day someone had tagged me in those share the first picture of your baby and so i went back to match and i found all my newborn baby pictures and did it and but the first genuine one is me legs akimbo um <laughs> getting stitched up and the baby on my chest and it's yeah that and I thought well this is it it's real and shouldn't I practice what I preach and here we are then here's me getting stitched and I would have I wouldn't have wanted everyone to know that I had my mini stitched up do you know what I mean but I did and why not for <laughs> what at the end of the day exactly didn't you like that's that's what you went through and yeah I love labor like all my friends think I'm a weirdo but I absolutely love I it. think you're a weirdo <laughs> But I didn't have anything like yours. I was lucky. I was literally... My what, did you just pushing out? Literally, first one was three hours. Second one was two yeah. hours. Second one was an hour and a half. Like, in and out, done. Like, so... Oh, my God. It intense, and it hurt. And I, I tore, like, you and stuff. Yeah. The math is vile. But I love it. Like, I feel like you're, like, a warrior afterwards. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I'd done yeah. that. Look at that. I did that. Like, yeah. yeah. But you only get that side of it. Like, the, oh, well done. You've done this. And you're like, yeah, but me foo is absolutely. Yeah. Crazy. But I've been sat on a travel pillow for three days. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe you should speak a bit more about that because there's probably a lot of women out there who are embarrassed to talk about it when really yeah. there's a lot of relate, relatability to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, my last question for you, love, is if your children or child could learn anything from you what would it be and why um do you know what i think the one thing that will just get you through life is a sense of humor isn't it whether it be like don't take yourself too seriously or you know because I've had some, I've had a pretty rough paper round, you know, like I've been through a little bit of shit like we all have. Um, and if you can't laugh, if you can't have a little laugh, then you've got no hope, have you? So I would say, yeah, a sense of humour or a little bit of a, an approach to life, like just not too serious. Nobody gets out alive, do they? No. And you've just so got... might as well enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's the one thing. If I could give her one thing, it'd be a sense of humour. Yeah, and to be resilient with it. Yeah, yeah. Because that's all there is is to it, isn't there? You know... um, Well, then you'll really enjoy, because I know, um, for everyone listening, she hasn't listened to the podcasts yet, because she's been (laughs) too busy. But episode one... Yeah that because if you're you're um if you love humor and that's the way like your coping mechanism all almost yeah episode one because you'll love her oh really yeah and it's and i totally agree with you because if you can't laugh at the yeah. shit of life how are you going to get through it because there's not yeah. once it's happened once you've been dealt that hand you either yeah. get on with it and and take what you can from it or you lay yeah. down and die. so you have to just get on with it 100% yeah I think that's a lot of my approach to Instagram as well is that like you know add a little bit of humor about it because it's happening anyway like you say it's happened to you hasn't it yeah whether it's getting shit on baby shit or everything yeah everything it's got yeah. you've just might as well run with it yeah the good and the bad yeah yeah Honestly, because I say it all the time, but so many people are affected by false social media of perfect, yeah. perfect way, and it's bollocks. It's absolutely. And we're all guilty of it, aren't we? We're yeah. all guilty of. I don't share if me and Sean have had a row, or I don't share if. Oh my god, my first period since I had the baby, and I should because when other people share it, I find it so relatable. So why can't I? But there's so much that I still think, oh, no, I just don't. I just can't. Even for me, I just can't post that bit. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And when be, there's a, you'd have to be a very certain type of person. Like, there's being private as well. There's being honest on social, and then there's actually yeah. being a person and having a private life. Yeah. I don't think anyone would think, right, I've had an argument with our lads. I'm going to get on and, and tell everyone about it because, you know, <laughs> yeah. you don't really want to do that. You don't want everyone That's to know. That's Facebook star, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep that on Facebook, this is Insta. So like, yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't always have to be absolute, like, filtered... Brutal honesty. Filtered fascination of perfect life, because it isn't. Yeah, yeah, you're dead right there. So it's not necessarily spilling all. It's maybe not, not giving a false... Yeah, just like when you've had, like, you see it all the time where 
like th- people put something out as they're like it's perceived to be oh that's perfect but when you know when when you know really that that's not how mm-hmm. it is but they mm-hmm. want to know that and that's fine if that's how you want to be but then there's people out there who are looking at their own life saying god man shit compared to that like (laughs) wow like i can't how am i meant to compete with that and the the truth of it is nobody needs to compete with anyone your Mm. life is full of imperfections but they make it perfect because that's Mm -hmm. your it's just being confident enough to say yeah this is shit but this is good but like take the rough with a smooth you're dead right. You've just hit the nail on the head, though. Not you might not have to post it, but don't fake it. Then just don't, because there's people out there who are so impressionable and they're taking it and they've taken it as gold. And mm-hmm. it's oh, this is the aim. It's not the aim because it's not attainable. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I love your Insta and it is real. So where can people find you, love? So on Instagram, um, Frankie Kane X. K-C-A-I-N on I was and that's my personal one and it's just a load of baby weaning recipes that don't always look great but she always eats them um a bit a few dog pictures and the odd selfie uh that's everyday life that's normal everyday life and then my salon instagram is Kane and fellow and that is hair beauty and you know like products and hair salon that's the business that's you know hair in sport and things like that from the salon so there's the two different very different instagrams well i've loved having you on it's felt like Thank having you. a conversation with a friend so I, I know everyone will be very easily relatable um for you so thank you so well i've loved being on because i love a good night <laughs> well i'll have you on again soon but thank uh-huh. you very much you have been listening to the money making mothers podcast with carla edwards if you have enjoyed the show then leave a five-star review on itunes make sure to tune in next time and don't forget you can have it all